Hey, Tiger fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? That's because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, and always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly Soft Pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, or just for a quick snack. And you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website, phillypretzelfactory.com, for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. And we are back here at Radnor High School for the fourth quarter. 12 minutes on the clock. It is 14-14, a tie ball game between Marple Newtown and Radnor. It'll be third down and three for the Red Raiders from the Marple Newtown six here. And they've been moving the football, Josh, here very quickly. Yeah, I believe that was only the second drive of that third quarter. The first one, Marple Newtown was able to take it down and score. And now this one is continuing into the fourth quarter. So three men in the backfield. It's Cornelia. And Bryant back there. Collins under center. The handoff goes to Cornelia. He looks to be stood up after about a yard and a half, maybe two-yard gain. And that could make this fourth down and a long one. Looks like they're going to mark it after only a yard gain here. Yeah, number 33, Mario Diaguardi, was able to get in there and cause some pressure and stop him before the running back was able to go anywhere. So Radner appears poised to go for this one here with 11. 35 remaining here on the clock in the fourth quarter. It'll be fourth down and a long two for the Red Raiders, and they're going to go again with a big backfield. Cornelia and Bryant back there along with Bolt. And under center is Collins with a hard count, trying to get him to go offline. He goes a pitch to Cornelia to the outside. He picks up enough, and he's in the end zone for Radner. It is a touchdown for the Red Raiders. Yeah, just nothing the Marple Newtown could do on that one. It's a nice little sweet play to the outside, and they took it over the score, took it over the goal line for the score. So with 11-14 here in the game, the Red Raiders are up 20-14, and they are going to bring out the kicking unit for the extra point here, it appears, and they actually have a man down on the far side of the field. So while we have a second here, Josh, uh, just to talk about, I know Jim and, and Bob talked about it at halftime, but we will have a top ten show live from the Winter Circle in a few weeks during Thanksgiving week, and that that broadcast, uh, as, as we've said, as Jim said, you know, he's moving it from the secure location from the Allsman bunker somewhere in Delco out to the Winter Circle this year. That's correct. That is correct, yes. And, uh, it's going to be a good time. I know that uh, Josh Kipp will be there. I, I, um, I, I've received a call from State College's mayor just informing me that uh, just to be careful when have this guy out. <laughs> at, a, at, a, at an establishment where there's alcoholic beverages. No, I'm just kidding, Josh. 
But it's going to be a good time, and, uh, you know, you did it with Bob and I the first year. We had a great time, and, uh, you know, we were hoping to get some of the players and parents out, and we'll have Coach Junta on this broadcast for the first time. And, and it'll be good to, obviously, like you said, get out of the bunker, have some windows uh, where we do it from, but um, so we're ready and set to go back to action here in this one. Uh, obviously, one would think uh, that possibly let Ryan Duffy's performance last week may be somewhere in that top ten for this season, but we uh, we uh, urge you to tune in to find out in a few weeks for that, and we will have more times on the Marple Newtown Football website and I of the Tigers blog dot com uh, when we finally have the time scheduled. Also, I believe a very underrated play by Ryan White at the end of that last game against Harrington to intercept the ball and end all hopes of a Rams comeback at the end of the game. So. Now on for the extra point try is the quarterback, Collins, who seems to kind of do it all here for Radner in several positions. 11-14 remaining in the game. It is a 20-14 lead at the moment. The officials signal for play to proceed. And Collins ready. There's the snap kick up, and it is no good. So now Radner... Only up six points. Marple Newtown with a huge opportunity here to possibly take a one-point lead if they can get down the field. We will take a quick break, and we will be back with the final 11 minutes of this football game. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent David Monroe today at 610-359-1244. The Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Philly Pretzel Factory. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If they don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. Fertal's kick to start. The 11 minutes here in the fourth quarter is a high one deep, picked up by White at the 10, brought up around the 25-yard line, and he's finally brought down. Yeah, it looked like number 30, Samaro Moat, was able to tip that extra point attempt on that last after that ra- last Radner touchdown, something that he's been doing all season. He comes in off the edge very hard, and he's been able to block a couple before, and looks like he got his hand on that one again. Certainly could have big implications if Marple Newtown can come down and score and take the lead here and win the ball game. Two running backs in the backfield. Weaverling under center. The handoff goes to Moat. He goes off tackle. Breaks one tackle. Breaks a second and picks up about three, two to three yards there. Brought down around the 30-yard line, Josh. Brought down by number 44, Matt Brigg again. Called his name a lot tonight. And as we mentioned there, you know, the Tigers have playoff implications tonight. If they're able to get a win and have Octorera and Interboro lose, they could be in the ball game. They could be into the playoffs to face Strathaven next week. And that, like we said, that tipped, that blocked extra point could be a big one. So you have Moat and Duffy in the backfield. Far side is Pham and Ryan White. White in motion. Handoff goes underneath to Duffy. He breaks one tackle and almost broke a second, but gets the first down at about the 38-yard line. He put his shoulder 
right into the face of number four, Tyler Ashley, and Ashley was able to hold on to actually bring him down, but Duffy powered his way for another first down for Marple Newtown. And if, if he's able to get away from Ashley, he had open field, open spaces in front of him. That could have been six points right there as the clock ticks down to 10-14. It'll be first down and 10 from their own 39-yard line. You're going to have Moat near side with Pham, Duffy, and White in the backfield. Waverling under center. The handoff goes to White. He makes one cut in the backfield. Makes a second. Has a few lead brockers. Able to get to the edge and brought down out of bounds at around the 50-yard line. And it appears that White has a first down for Marple Newtown. He was brought down that time by number 21, Robert Thirty, but... What you guys can't see at home, there was definitely a lot of effort there from the Marple Newtown offensive line throwing blocks left and right to make sure that was a first down run. And White able to run near side and get another 11 yards and give Marple Newtown a first down and a ball at midfield. 9.40 left on the clock. They are down six points here. They're going to come out with two wide receivers. You're going to have Moat near side. Far side is Fam. Duffy in the backfield with White. Handoff goes to Duffy. Up the middle. Gets a, a cavalry in front of him and picks up nine. Brought down that time by number three, Tim Wilson. Looks like a gain of about eight or nine yards on that play. So eight or nine yards on the play. Ball marked at the Radner 41-yard line. 9-10 remaining in this one. And a six-point lead for the Red Raiders. So it'll be second down and one. Moten Fam near side. Duffy and White in the backfield. Weaverling under center. Moat goes in motion to the far side. Handoff goes underneath to Duffy. Shakes a few tacklers and gets about seven yards on the carry. Gets down to the 35-yard line of Radner. Number three, Tim Wilson in there again on the stop, bringing him down. But once again, Ryan Duffy, another first down for the Marple Newtown Tigers. Josh, he just seems to, to shed tackles very easily. He's a very shifty type of guy, and he does it again there. From what you can see, it's... These guys have their expertise, Duffy up the middle, Moat uh, on the outside, and they, d and they love to exploit it. Well, you're going to have White far side with Fam, Moat and Duffy in the backfield, Weaverling under center, base 4-3 for the Radner defense. In motion goes White. Delayed handoff to Moat up the middle, picks up about three yards before he's brought down by Radner defenders. Brought down by number 33, that is Cornelia. So 8-15 remaining. Radner leads 20-14. to 14. It'll be second down and seven for Marple Newtown as they are moving deeper into the Red Raiders' territory. Ball marked at about the 33-32 yard line of Radner. You're going to have Fam near side. Moat, Duffy in the backfield, White far side of the field. Weaverling, handoff goes to Moat. He goes off the guard, runs for a big yardage and gets about six or seven, actually gets about eight yards and picks up that first down. Brought down by number four, Tyler Ashley. If Tyler Ashley wasn't there, it looked like another six-point run there for Tamara Moot. So ball spotted at the Radner 23-yard line, 7.40 left to play. Marple Newtown finds themselves down six points here late in this one. And Samaro Moat has been the big ball carrier for the Tigers to this point. He's going to come out in the near side, tight end position. Duffy and White in the backfield, Fam far side. Weaverling the handoff underneath to Duffy. He breaks one tackle, breaks the second, and almost gets free. And finally brought down across the 15 at the 13-yard line. 
Brought down by a shoestring tackle once again by number four, Tyler Ashley. He's the last man to beat there. These Tigers are sniffing that goal line. They're just coming short. So officially it is a nine-yard carry. It'll be second down and one. 6.57 remaining in this one. Tigers find themselves losing 20-14, to 14, but they are deep in the Red Raiders' territory. And now some trouble getting the call in. And... The Tigers are forced to take a timeout here. So we will take a quick break here at Radnor. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Going to the game this weekend? Yeah, I'm on the team. <laughs> Good one. Get in here, son. You make this, everybody's going to know your name, Stevens. It's Smith, sir. Exactly. No one cares who the kicker is until you need it. Kind of like car insurance. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. And we welcome you back to Prevost Field here on the campus of Radnor High School in Radnor, Pennsylvania. 6.44 to play in the ballgame. Marple Newtown down six points, 20-14. to 14. A possibility of a playoff spot on the line for the Tigers as the Red Raiders try to play spoiler here late in this one. And the Tigers will start. It'll be second down and one from the Radnor... 14-yard line. Moat and Duffy in the backfield. Two receivers far side. Weaverling under center. White goes in motion. Handoff goes underneath to Duffy. He picks up the first down and a little more for Marple Newtown. Yeah, it didn't look like anybody really brought him down. Owen Hobson was there, but uh, Duffy was already on his way down after he crossed the first down marker. And it looks like an equipment issue right now for the Tigers as the officials have to take a timeout. Here with 6.38 remaining and, and Josh a 20-14 ball game. You know, with a tipped extra point there by Samaro Moat, and that could be the difference with needing Octorera and Interbury to lose. What a way that would be for Interbury, or for Marple Newtown to get in if they can pull this one off here. That would be an exciting way to win by one point. Hopefully they can get into the end zone here and then stop the ensuing Radnor drive. Now from our friends at HavenFootball.net, I, I got an update on that Interboro Academy Park game. Interboro 18, Academy Park, Academy Park 14. And Haven is still over Springfield, 21 to seven. So Marble Newtown going to need some help late, some late game heroics from Academy Park and late game heroics from themselves, from themselves to get into the Class 3A playoffs uh, with the way the system's set up. And we'll try and get an update on that Octorera game, if at all possible, as they are playing Bayard Rustin. But Bayard Rustin, one of the leading uh, teams. In that ch- uh, in that conference out there, and as they're eight and one and, and undefeated in that league, Bayard Rustin, a very good high school football program here in southeastern Pennsylvania, and they are expected to do well in the Class Three playoffs. Uh, Six thirty-eight here, twenty to fourteen lead for Radner, and as we try and get some updates for you. Penn Charter leads Episcopal Academy in a game that's kind of late season, uh, not really a big one for either of those squads. At, that was at halftime. Strathaven leading Springfield 21-7 in the third quarter. Conestoga and, excuse me, scrolling down here on the Delco Times website. Got to do the quick radio math <laughs> on that one. 
and right. it's 35 to 26. Conestoga over Haverford, and still no change in the game of Harrington and Pencrest as it is 28-21 Harrington over the Pencrest Tigers and appears Upper Darby has tied the game with Ridley in Ridley so kind of a surprise there for the Green Raiders who were you know expected to go undefeated this season and of course as we mentioned 18 to 14 lead for Interborough over Academy Park in the third so we are ready to go again here as the officials wind the clock 6:36 remaining 20 to 14 the Radnor Red Raiders lead by six here, but Marple Newtown inching their way to the end zone from the 12 now. Two men in the backfield is Antista. Handoff goes to White to the outside. Slides off one tackle, slides off a second, gets across the 10. Now across the five, fighting his way forward and brought down at the four-yard line as he had about three Red Raiders on him. Yeah, what a great run. He was going in and out of tackles, jumping to the left side of the field, back to the right side. He was finally brought down by number five, Mike Koerick, on that play. And the official spot's going to be at the five-yard line. So it will be second down and two deep in Red, Raider, Red Raiders territory with 5.52 to play. And Marple trying to take a lead here late in this one. Greg, it's 10 plays already, 68 yards for the Tigers. So there it is, 10 plays, 68 yards, 6.8 yards per play at this point. Moat and Antista in the backfield. White in motion now. Handoff fake underneath. Weaverling's going to try and take it himself. He leans close to a, the end zone and stood up and finally looks like he's pushed across. And there goes the signal. Touchdown, Billy Weaverling. Tigers have tied the ball game. Awesome run. Just like the last touchdown, he faked it to a couple players and just put his head down and took it in for the score himself. Tied the ball game at 20 all. And at, with 5.23 to play in this football game, an extra point separates the Tigers from the lead. So Nicolardi comes out. He's got fam to spot for him. And an extra point. Special teams always big in football games, and it is here tonight. And there's the snap. It is down. Kick is high. It is up. And it is good. So the Tigers take a one-point lead here with 5.23 to play here at Provost Field in Radnor. We will take a quick break, and you are listening. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent David Monroe today at 610-359-1244. The Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni.com comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com The Philly Pretzel Factory Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel The United States Marine Corps The few, the proud, the Marines The Winter Circle Sports Grill For real sports fans only The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike If they don't have your game live no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill for real sports fans only. And back here at Provost Field, Tigers set to kick off after taking a one-point lead. 5.23 left in the football game. And back to receive is Wilson and McCurdy for Radner. Nicolardi 
getting ready to kick off. He approaches the football. The football is a swiver once again, driven down and picked up at the 29-yard line by Tyler Ashley for the Red Raiders, and he'll sit on it there. Yeah, a common theme of the night seems to be not to kick the ball in the air, but on the ground on the kickoff to make, uh, I guess, maybe a fumble attempt or something like that. Yeah, trying to avoid also, uh, you know, Wilson back there has the ability to really break one. Very true. With 5.22, change of possession off the kickoff. Tigers lead 21-20, to and the Red Raiders look set to try and go down the field here. Four wide receivers. Set, or three wide, excuse me, two in the back, two running backs in the backfield. Collins in the shotgun, hands off to Cornelia. Cornelia goes outside and picks up about three yards before he finally runs out of bounds. And it looks like it's only going to be about a one or two yard gain, actually, as he goes out of bounds at the 30. Number 77, Christian Whiteside, was following the running back the entire time and was actually the one to force him out of bounds on the end of that play. So it's about a one yard gain, so it'll be second down and nine for the Red Raiders and from their own 30. And the Tigers looking for a big defensive stop with a one-point lead here and 5-16 to play. Three wide receivers again. Wilson, Kurtick, and McCurdy are the receivers. Collins in the shotgun with Cornelia back there. And Bryant. Collins calling out the signals. Collins back to pass. Looking far side of the field along the sideline. And the pass is short and incomplete intended for McCurdy. Number 33, Mario Diaguardi on the coverage. Made sure that that ball was not caught. Yeah, that ball was well underthrown, and McCurdy looked for a flag there, but, you know, it was a kind of an uncatchable football at that point as he was trying to streak down the sideline. 5-12 remaining here. Third down and long for the Red Raiders, and they need a big first down here as they sit at their own 30-yard line and a long way to go here, down one point. Looking for a huge stop here from Arpo. So four wide receivers, Kurtek, McCurdy near side, Wilson, and Bryant far side. Collins in the shotgun. And we got a false start on the far side of the field that time. And this one's going to be on the receiver, McCurdy. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. He started taking off before the ball even moved out of the center's hands, and uh, that's an easy call for the referees. Yeah, he, he went, he jumped that snap there. I guess he they were off on their signals, and it'll be third down. And long, Four, uh, 14 yards to get to that first down as the ball is now spotted at their own 25-yard line. And Marple Newtown here looking for a big stop with about five minutes to play in this fourth quarter and a one-point lead. So they're going to go empty backfield, five wide receivers for Collins, who's in the shotgun, trying to spread out the Tigers' defense. Collins looking to call out the signals here. Checks the defense. Here's the snap. Collins looking, looking, tries to throw to the over to Bryant. He's got him. Bryant's wide open. No one's going to catch him. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown for Bryant and the Radnor Red Raiders. Yeah, that's a tough one right there. Huge play. That was a huge play, a 75-yard strike for the Red Raiders here. And you got to think, Josh, they're going to go for two here with 5.01 to play. And that ball, he kind of just streaked down the sideline. Corner couldn't hold on to defender. Or yeah, defend. uh, the, the penalty looked to have the Red Raiders on their heels, but they kept their composure and threw an impressive 75-yard strike right down the middle. So a tough one for the Tigers' defense. And now a timeout for Radner, and they're going to think about this one. So we will be right back in one moment here. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Going to the game this weekend? Yeah, I'm on the team. 
<laughs> Good one. Get in here, son. You make this, everybody's gonna know your name, Stevens. It's Smith, sir. Exactly. No one cares who the kicker is. Until you need it. Kind of like car insurance. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. And we welcome you back to Provost Field. Greg Peckle alongside Josh Kippel. About 5.01 to play in this one. 26-21 lead for Radner after a quick long strike there. And Radner looking to go for two here. Four wide receiver sets. Collins in the shotgun. In motion goes Wilson. Collins looking back, looking back. He's got Wilson wide open in the flat, and that'll be a two-point conversion for Radner. And Josh, just wide open on that motion there. No one picked him up. Yeah, I don't know about the Marple Newtown defense, but I think everyone in the stand saw that as soon as Wilson came across on that motion that the ball was going to go to him. And we will keep it here with 5.01 to play. A seven-point lead for the Radnor Red Raiders and Marple Newtown here looking to kind of come back and tie this football game. Josh, we could be looking at overtime in this one. Yeah, that was a really crazy drive because what we've seen here in the second half so far is really long ground attacks that have eaten up almost the majority of the time here. I think there's only been three drives before that one. And they come out, they get a penalty, and look like they're in a bad situation on third and 14 and come and throw an impressive strike down the middle for a 75-yard touchdown completion. Hopefully Marple has something to answer here and tie the game, send it to overtime. Yeah, Collins put a perfect throw in there to Bryan in the middle of the field, and he he just streaked down the middle of the field for a big touchdown, 75 total yards on that play. So with 5.01 remaining here in the game, Marple Newtown has Diaguardi Moat, or excuse me, White Moat and Diaguardi back to receive. And Fertal set to kick for the Red Raiders. Ball at the 40-yard line. Fertal will start his approach from about the 28-yard line, going left to right. And here goes Fertal. The kick is a low squibber. Picked up by White in the middle of the field. He's going to run up, finds a hole, and then hit and dropped at the 35-yard line. I thought White might have had an opportunity to get through a hole there. Yeah, he was dropped pretty quickly by number 44, Matt Brigg, on that one again. Just nowhere to go. Um, the Radner special teams came down pretty hard, and Marple Newtown threw some nice blocks, but not good enough to spring White for any more yards. So 4.55 left in the ball game. A 28-21 point lead for the Radner Red Raiders. Moat, Duffy in the backfield. Near side, Fam. Far side, White. Weaverling under center. Handoff goes to Duffy underneath, and he is hit and picks up about four yards, four or five yards on the play and brought down at the 40. Brought down by number 12, Dave Kritikia. And it'll be second down and five from their own 40-yard line. 4.39 to play. Down by seven. And the Tigers looking to possibly get downfield and tie this one up and send it into overtime. Base 4-3 defense from Radner. Now Fam far side of the field. White and Duffy in the backfield. Moat lines up near side. In motion goes Moat. The pitch goes to the outside. Moat is drops the football and then picks it up and picks up a couple of yards after the drop on the pitch. 
Yeah, the pitch came to him from Weaverling, and it looked like it hit him wrong on the hands, and he dropped it. Fortunately, he was able to pick it up and, and still get some more yards. He was brought down by number 40, Kyle Gettner, on that one. Picks up two yards. It'll be third down and three. Clock ticks down to 354. Marple Newtown has it at their own 43. They're going to come out here fairly quickly out of the huddle. Going to line up with Weaverling under center. Moat the near side. Far side is Fam. In the backfield is the two Ryans. Ryan White and Ryan Duffy. Weaverling handoff to Duffy up the middle. He gets hit and brought down after about only a two and a half yard gain. So it'll be a fourth down and short with 3.28 to play in this one. And the Tigers find them down seven points. It'll be fourth and one. Brought down again by number 44, Matt Brigg on that one. Looked like he twisted Duffy's body just enough to prevent him from crossing that yeah. first down marker. Fourth down and one on their own 44-yard line. 3.10, 3.09, Far side of the field is Fam. White and Duffy in the backfield. Near side, Moat. Weaverling under center. Handoff goes to White, and he is hitting the backfield. Tries to lean forward, but he doesn't have it. He lost yardage on that one. And it'll be a turnover on downs. Yeah, pretty much the entire Radnor defense was able to break through, but number four, Tyler Ashley, was the one that brought White down before he could get the first down. So a turnover on downs in Tigers territory at the 44. And now a timeout for Radner, and they're going to have to figure out a way either to bleed this clock dry or put points up. We will take a quick break here at Provost Field. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. The Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large-screen plasma high-def TVs, if the game you absolutely got to see is available, we'll have it. Every NFL game, every college football game, every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game, live in high def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. Greg Pecco and Josh Kippel along with you here at the campus of Radnor High School. Radnor gets the ball on a turnover on downs, 2.53 to play. I form, too wide, far side. Collins under center. Handoff goes to Bryant. He picks up about 8 or 9 yards and then actually 10 as he leans forward and brought down for a big first down for Radnor here with 2.45 remaining. Brought down by a host of Tigers, but it looked like number 18, Ryan White, was the one to actually stop his progress. So ball spotted at the Marple Newtown 32. It'll be first down and 10. Tigers find themselves down 7 with time dwindling here in the fourth quarter. And I form two wide receivers far side of the field. Marple Newtown out. That 4-3 defense. Collins under center. Handoff to Bryant. He gets hit and then he bounces outside and picks up another 10, 9, 10 yards close to a first down across the 25, down at the 22. Number 33, Mario Diaguardi there on the stop. Holding on to his back, getting spun around, but able to bring the ball carrier down. So 2.07 remaining and a timeout here on the field for the Tigers as they are down seven points here. And 
Josh, to this point, Tigers need a, a kind of a, a, a big-time stop here. Yeah, unfortunately, it's do-or-die time here. It's second and one. There's only two minutes left in the game, and they're down by a score. They're going to need a huge turnover here or a huge stop, one of the two. But the season is hanging in the balance here on this drive for the Marple Newtown Tigers. And it was, you know, a playoff spot was, was kind of a long shot to begin with this season. As you saw, they needed help from two squads. One was probably a definite Octorera versus Bayard Rust in there, kind of a mismatch. But in Barrow and Academy Park, you know, we're, are close in, in, down there in, um, excuse me, down there, out there in Norwood, Pennsylvania tonight. Uh, they needed help, you know, from Academy Park to beat Interboro. Right. So here we go. 2.07 left. Ball spotted out of the timeout here. I formation again. They're going to, looks like Radner is going to be content to run the football here with Brian. Hand off to Brian out of the I form. He's hit in the backfield. I don't think he got a yard, Josh. No, it looked like number 64, TJ Fight, was able to come in and, and stop him before he even got back to the line of scrimmage on that one. And there is no gain on it, so it'll be third down and one with exactly two minutes remaining. Tigers take another timeout here to stop the clock as they find themselves down seven points, as we mentioned. We'll take a quick timeout and be back here at Radnor High School. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. And we welcome you back to the campus of Radnor High School. Greg Pecco along with Josh Kippel here on the Tigers Radio Network. Two minutes to play in the football game for Marple Newtown and Radnor here in the Central League season. And Marple Newtown finds themselves down seven points as Radnor leads 28-21. And it is a third and short here as Radnor appears to have two chances, two opportunities to salt this one away. Well, Marple Newtown did what they had to do on second down there and stopped them in the backfield, so hopefully they can come up with two more plays doing the same thing. As you mentioned there, Josh, the stop by TJ Fight on Bryant in the backfield of Radner, not allowing him to advance and get that first down. That would have probably iced this football game. So as we're ready to kick it back on here, signals from the officials. I form again. Bryant, Cornelia in the backfield. And this time it's Collins. He's going to lurch forward, and he's got a first down here in the quarterback sneak down at the 20. First down and 10 from the 21-yard line. Radner leading 28-21 with 1.40 remaining. And I form again for Radner. 1.33, 1.32 on the clock. Collins, the handoff goes to Cornelia. He gets hit at the line, lurches forward for two, three yards. And it now appears to be all but, but over here for Marple Newtown, Josh. Stopped again there by number 64, TJ Fight. So 114 remaining. Radner content to let this clock drain down and avoid any turnover possibility and a chance for Marple Newtown. 58 seconds left. We're under a minute here in the fourth quarter. 28-21 lead for Radner. Marple Newtown comes out defensively, looking to get a stop or a fumble. 
Man in motion for Radner. Collins under center. Handoff to Cornelio. Off tackle. Runs. Cuts back up the middle. Picks up. Dragging four Tigers. And he looks like he's across the 15 down around the 10-yard line. This is going to be close to a first down. Official signal for a stoppage. Uh, Double-team tackle there by number 65, Chris Kirkian, and number 50, Brian Kelly. And it looks like they did give him the first down on that. So 30 seconds remaining here. We'll see, based on how the play clock is set, if whether or not Radner will have to come out in the victory formation or not. As the, those in attendance begin to file out here on a cold night in Radnor, Pennsylvania. And it is a victory formation. Collins takes a knee with 13 seconds left, and the clock will wind down. Marple Newtown going to fall to the Radnor Red Raiders. 28-21, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and 0. And that is the season for the Tigers this year. We will take a quick break, and we will be back with a recap of this football game. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Going to the game this weekend? Yeah, I'm on the team. <laughs> Good one. Get in here, son. You make this. Everybody's going to know your name, Stevens. It's Smith, sir. Exactly. No one cares who the kicker is until you need it. Kind of like car insurance. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Welcome you back to Prevost Field here at Radnor High School. Greg Peckle along with Josh Kippel and Bob Herpin joining us here for the post-game wrap-up show. And this game certainly did not lack excitement, gentlemen. Well, especially in the second half, Greg and Josh. As I hoped, I expressed those wishes in the uh, halftime show, that this game was, took a plotting pace in the first half, but was certain with the, all the stakes involved from Open Newtown was sure to pick up an intensity. It uh, certainly did, even though Open Newtown did not come out on top. Yeah, able to go into halftime with a tie ball game, or to come out of halftime, I'm sorry, with a tie ball game there for Marple Newtown. Takes the lead there after a blocked extra point and then a a big quick strike from Radner as they take a lead. Well, the thing about Radner tonight is that, A, they jumped out to a 14-0 lead, and once you have that, no matter what the opposition does, all you need to do is just hold back and hold back and bend and don't break. And it it also helps if you're able to run your own offense with quick strikes and also take a page out of the opposition's playbook and also put together a drive that is plotting methodical 
in order to uh, take away more time off the clock. And Josh, for the Tigers, certainly not the way they would like to end the season. They had an opportunity to get in the playoffs. It was a long shot. They needed some help from a few other squads in the area. But tonight they fall, and that ends all hopes of that. What do you take away from the season for the Tigers, Josh? Well, yeah, like you said, uh, mission number one out of all those playoff scenarios was to get a win here at Radnor tonight, and that just simply didn't happen. It looked like the Tigers were going to be able to pull it out. They had a one-point lead in the fourth quarter, but that 75-yard bomb was the play that did away the Tigers. It was still a great season. I mean, they came out, you know, Sun Valley first game and shot them out. It looked like it was going to be a great season. They just had to face too many tough teams in the middle of the schedule, uh, Garnet Valley, Ridley, uh, Strathaven, who they were going to match up against if they made it to the playoffs again. So I feel like there's a lot of positives to take away from the way the season went, but disappointing finish here tonight. Greg, I think uh, you can agree being here two years ago that there's so many obstacles that were overcome by Marple Newtown in 08, going 0-5 and then finishing 6-6 six and six strongly. The bugaboo of this team has been the way the Central League schedule plays out, putting the best teams in that middle portion of the schedule. And you know, what I can say is the underclassmen are going to use this as a learning experience and move forward. And next year with what was certain to be a, a more beneficial schedule, will be able to take those lessons and move them forward and uh, put together a winning season. You know, they, they lose the likes of, of a Duffy and White and Diaguardi. However, what you saw this year is you, you get Jamie, you get uh, Ridinger back off of the injury to start next year at quarterback. He has about a year, you know, two-thirds of a season under his belt. You have Samara Moat who, if he can hold on to the football, is a very, very good running back for this team. So the, the future is bright for Marple Newtown going forward into next season. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that there's a lot of work uh, cut out for them, Greg. Um, there were some seniors in this class that you can really depend on. Duffy, White, Christian Whiteside, who, you know, guys will really be able to really be able to run behind. Almost uh, much like guys ran behind Pete and Sarah when he was here. So he, he's going to be missed. Um, it didn't work out. At the end of the day, they needed... You know, Coach Junta always talks about getting one win that really is unexpected. Well, you know, they could have had that um, in either Upper Darby or Springfield or even Ridley Garden Valley. It was all there for the taking, and they just didn't get it done. So as for next week, we may or may not be done. The Tigers Radio Network possibility will be covering a playoff game uh, here in Delaware County or maybe just outside the county. So I ask our listeners and the folks listening to our podcast as well to stay tuned to our website, MarbleNewtownFootball.com and iTheTigersBlog.com. Greg, you have the last word. And even if, uh, you know, one note to mention, even if we don't have a game uh, next week, we still have one more broadcast from the Winner's Circle, the top ten plays of the season. Uh, we will have all of us there to go over that. We'll also have uh, Coach Junta on to talk as well out there at the Winner's Circle in Edgemont. They do have a second location out in the Exton area as well. And for more information about this game and, co- and to get coverage of the entire 2010 season provided by Josh Kippel on eyeofthetigersblog.com. As, you, as mentioned, next week we could be somewhere. Uh, stay tuned to marblenewtownfootball.com and eyeofthetigersblog.com for that information. For uh, color commentator Josh Kippel, and I want to thank ha- halftime show host tonight Bob Herpin, who uh, changed roles here. Uh, yeah. Statistician Stan Snyderman, head football coach Ray Junta, Ray Junta, assistant principal and athletic director Dennis Reardon, and of course executive producer and commentator for the night and all-around good guy Jim Olsman. Uh, 
For Jim Alsman, Josh Kippel, Bob Herpin, I'm Greg Pecco. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network thanks you for listening to this presentation of Marple Newtown Football on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Please be sure to check the Tigers website at marplenewtownfootball.com and eyeofthetigersblog.com for additional coverage of the Marple Newtown football program in the 2010 season. Coverage of Marple Newtown Tigers football has been provided by Sam Snyderman, Josh Kippel, Greg Pecco, and Bob Herpin of the Tigers Radio Network on marplenewtownfootball.com and eyeofthetigersblog.com. On behalf of the Tigers Radio Network staff, I'm Jim Alsman wishing you a good night from Radnor, Pennsylvania. And go Tigers! I'm working.